We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In The Loop. That's exactly what we do. We get you caught up with the people and the organizations in San Antonio that are making it a better place to live for folks in San Antonio. And you're going to enjoy this show. We're going to talk to the folks at Impact San Antonio today, and we're going to learn a little bit more about what they do, talk about the organizations they help, talk about all kinds of great things. But when this is done, you will know about a terrific organization, Impact San Antonio, right here in San Antonio. Our guest today, Jennifer uh, Bennett, she is the president of Impact San Antonio. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm very well. I'm very happy to be talking with you about my favorite topic. Is that right? Yeah. And with with good reason, too. This is the second time we've had Impact San Antonio on the show. It's been too long. But I remember from the uh, the first interview being so impressed with everything that you do in San Antonio. But for folks... uh, We'll, we'll, we'll talk to two different groups of folks, uh, uh, Jennifer. We'll talk to those who know you and those who don't know you yet. And let's go with those who don't know you yet. Uh, tell them a little bit about the imp, uh, about the history of Impact San Antonio and uh, your mission, kind of who you are and why you do it. All right, I'd love to. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, and we empower women to join together to help our community to be the best it can be. And we do that by providing substantial grants to local nonprofits. I really like to describe uh, our community as one who puts our money where our hearts are. So we're all about collective philanthropy. So, for example, by pooling all of our charitable funds together, we can make a much greater impact than we could as individuals. And we can also serve as catalysts for transforming lives in our community. Through those grants to some amazing nonprofits here in town. Uh, our funding really helps them do wonderful things, and so that's what's so rewarding. And one thing that's pretty impressive, and again, I, I could never give away half a million dollars in a year, but that's what we're doing now is Impact San Antonio. Wow. All of the women who come together to do this, we are raising now over half a million, and we give out sums of money of $100,000 each so five grants of $100,000 each is what we're able to do now. But we started humbly. Hey, in 2004, mm-hmm. which is 17 years ago, it was only 25 women, each contributing 1000 and the very first award was 25000 Now we're 677 women strong, and we're awarding, like I said, over half a million a year. It truly speaks to the deep, generous spirit of women here in our community, and how much they really want to be a part of making a difference. And, and how did the idea of getting the women together and, and pooling and uh, all the resources and and everything that you do now? I mean, it's seven, been seventeen years, but what was the? Uh, how did it all begin? 
It began actually with a woman in Cincinnati in 2001 who had this great idea, which now is more commonplace, of how do you bring women together who really have deep philanthropic uh, desires and help them do some impactful things together. So when this woman, uh, Kelly, put it all together, he thought, well, where are the areas within a community that you would want to invest in in order to make that community stronger and more vibrant over time. And that's where it started with five focus areas, which we have today here in San Antonio. So when we look at grant applications, we invite agencies to apply in either arts and culture, education, environment, recreation and preservation, family, or health and wellness. And by investing in those really core pillars of a solid community, we know that we can help grow that community and make it uh, thrive over time. So, again, this model really goes back to 2001, and we have found it to be incredibly powerful here in town as evidenced by our growth. And, uh, yeah, I mean, going from 25,000, five, five uh, grants of 25,000 in 2004 to how much now, half a million per It'll be uh, $535,000 precisely this year, which we will award in October. It really is amazing. Hey, um, do me a favor, Jennifer. As we talk, I'll kind of give this out too, but if folks want more information about who you help, what you are, how they become involved, how how as a nonprofit they apply for the grant, um, do they go to your website? Where do they go? Yes, that's the best first stop. So if you are a woman who's interested in joining us in our mission, you can visit impactsanantonio.org. And then if you also say click join, that will give you the different ways in which you can become a member. And also there is an area on the website for agencies if they'd like to know more about uh, what the qualifications are and what we're looking for in grant proposals. Everything can be found there. Plus, we've got wonderful stories about prior grant recipients and all of the positive uh, outcomes they've been seeing as a result of our grants. Yeah, that's cool. And I may ask you to share one or two of those that that you particularly like. So um, I'm preparing you in advance. I may spring that on you. But I'm guessing guessing that's not a problem. Um, Talk a little bit, too. um, So it's impactsanantonio.org, impactsanantonio.org. Org. Um, do you know in San Antonio about how many different nonprofits have benefited uh, by these grants from Impact San Antonio? Yes, over those 17 years, we've awarded, or I should say, we will have awarded by the end of next month, $4.7 million in grants, and that represents 99 grants in all of those years. So now, because of the scale that we have, we are typically awarding five $100,000 grants each year and five what we call support grants. Oh. So for each unit of $100,000, you know, we, we're at 535000 this year. That leaves 35000 left for five of the ten finalists. So let me explain a little bit about how we award them. Sure, thank Grant you. Grant Award Night is actually, yeah, when we come together at the end of uh, every October – 
And the agencies who went through this rigorous grant review process and who were identified as finalists are put before our full membership, and all our members get to vote. So within each of those five focus areas, we have two finalists, and it's up to members after they hear the pitches about their programs and projects to select one of those two in each of our five categories to receive that $100,000. And then the, uh, the other finalist who does not get the $100,000 this year will get 7000 which they can then use toward anything that they would like. So really, everyone leaves with something on October 25th. So on October 25th, uh, that's, that's obviously uh, just about two months away, a little less than two months. Um, where is everything in the process now? And I, I, I'm sorry I don't know. Should they have already applied by this point? Is, it, is a deadline coming up? What, where are we with everything? The normal uh, process for the grant application cycle is that we accept applications in May of each year. Okay. And we train agencies who are interested in applying in April. Oh. And then over the summertime, we conduct about a two- to three-month process where our members volunteer to vet the agencies to make sure that they are financially sound and also are actually organizationally ready to implement a grant of $100,000. Once that first wave of review is completed, then each of the applications uh, that makes it through are then siphoned off into five of those focus area committees. And then it's teams of women who actually read through all those applications, determine which ones look like they have the most promise. They do a little extra research. They contact a subset of those agencies to do what we call site visits, and then they arrive at the two finalists. So they're often narrowing down a pool of applications of anywhere from uh, 20 to 40 down to two in each category. So that tells you how competitive it is, but also how rigorous our process is. And then uh, those decisions are made and finalists are identified in September. And then the next couple months, those finalists prepare their pitches to make sure they put their best foot forward to our membership. And then the members vote in October. So that's the cycle. So really, uh, April is when everything gets started. But you probably, uh, when would an agency really start looking and getting on the roster and all that? Is that April or is that uh, prior to April? Yeah, you know, I would say in first quarter okay. of any given year as they look for funding and, and determine uh, what kind of projects and programs they're, they want to have funded. Uh, our doors open in April, but I think they're thinking about us a little earlier in the process is helpful. And as I said, we do schedule training sessions in April for those agencies who are interested to get more information about us and learn about the application process. No, that's terrific. I didn't I didn't even consider the uh, training part. But yeah, that's that's probably really helps these agencies to uh to do it. All right, and I'm guessing the agencies that receive the grants are some are probably very big, some are smaller agencies, but are you know have uh, good goals and the ability to achieve them. Uh they're just different sizes or are, is there a certain size? Yeah. They are all uh, all different sizes. We have some that are smaller, some that are larger, and uh, we are willing to entertain 
applications from any agency who can meet our criteria. So one of the, also one of the founding principles of the whole impact model was the um, standards for a high impact grant. So I can spend a moment on that for you. Absolutely. When we look at any application, we ask ourselves if it fills a critical need in the community. And assuming it does, then will it significantly improve the quality of life of those served, either by reaching a really large number of people or perhaps uh, impacting a smaller group in in a much more significant way? Another way we look at things is how innovative is the approach in the program or project in addressing that critical need? And to your point that you just mentioned, is it able to provide compelling outcomes that are actually measurable? So when we invite our members to participate in the grant review, we are also training our members in how to be good grant reviewers who apply these consistent principles as they read through all these different applications. So I really would encourage agencies who believe they have a project of a scale of $100,000 to absolutely take a look at our website, take a look at the criteria for uh, their agency and for the grants, and if they believe that they qualify, we welcome applications. Uh, the, the website, by the way, is impactsanantonio.org, impactsanantonio.org, and we're talking to uh, Jennifer Bennett, who is the president of Impact San Antonio. So we'll keep talking to her, but if you uh, want to make sure. And by the way, I'm Milton Glick here at the station. You're listening to In the Loop. But if you don't get this information, maybe you're in the car right now listening. Maybe you uh, you didn't write it down fast enough. Call me here at the station. I'll get you uh, phone numbers. I'll get you websites and emails and all that that you need uh, if you uh, want to learn more about any of the organizations that we talk about on In the Loop. Uh, Jennifer, um, we are going through interesting times right now with the uh, pandemic and then maybe a little bit of it easing off and then coming, you know, now we're we're jumping back and going back to uh, old ways. Anyway, before I go off on that, how 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 was 2020 for you and how is 2021 looking? How does it impacted you guys? Yes, well, I think it's been very hard uh, on us in some ways and certainly on the nonprofit community as well as our members. Just in terms of Impact San Antonio, we really had to reimagine virtually everything that we were doing. So much of what we love to do is to get women together in person, to meet each other, to develop friendships, uh, to network and, and build their social lives while also coming together to do good for the community. Of course, with all of the in-person events shut down for such an extended period of time, we all had to adapt to new technology, you know, Zoom being the, the latest buzzword, at least in, in our world. Mm-hmm. We got good at Zooming. Uh, some of us are kind of tired of it, but <laughs> I, I think we're realizing that it's probably here to stay, and there are some really good things about it. My goodness, when you think about sometimes having to drive from one end of town to another to attend a function, you have to build in that travel time and the traffic, and then you've got the event, and it's many hours later. But Zoom can cut out a lot of that and uh, allow you all to interact with each other. So we got pretty creative with some of the programs that we did via Zoom, asking icebreaker questions, asking women to share things about themselves and their lives, and what they wanted to get out of an experience from Impact San Antonio. 
So we continue to innovate. We want to do more and more in that way. And I think our agencies are open to that as well. Yeah. Did you get um, any uh, grants that you yeah. might not have gotten pre-COVID? You know, we uh, this is this is what we want to do. And uh, because of COVID, this has happened. This has happened. Here's how we're addressing it. Yes. Uh, when we came out in 2020, uh, we really telegraphed how we were going to change our approach to interactions, but we also made some changes in the criteria for our grants. So back in 2020, we had two new categories. One was just to offset COVID-related expenses. So as you know, for those agencies that wanted to continue some in-person service delivery, they needed to deal with cleaning their facilities, setting up social distancing, perhaps putting up barriers, maybe some added security. For those that um, didn't choose to continue, they might have had to add all kinds of technology, how to do telecounseling or uh, Zoom, for example, all these other digital ways uh, to interact and provide their services. And that cost money, which was not in the budgets for these agencies. And, of course, they couldn't hold in-person events and raise money the traditional way. The other option that we offered for grants was to be able to sustain an existing program. Normally, we look at grants that either expand an existing program that's been successful or to start a new one or to support some infrastructure, either renovation or new build, that will help them expand services. But in the COVID area, we added another one, which was sustaining existing successful programs. Again, because the revenues were cut by the financial impact of COVID and not being able to hold these events. Uh, Talking to uh, Jennifer Bennett, who is the president of Impact San Antonio. And as I mentioned at the beginning, you're going to learn a lot about it. Some some great folks in San Antonio, uh, some terrific women that are doing outstanding things. I'm trying to think. Oh, so you mentioned, uh, you know, the getting together and the organization. Who can join? Um, obviously, it's just women, I'm guessing. Um, and yeah. yeah. And is there, I don't know, you tell me, what is the criteria for joining Impact San Antonio? Oh, we don't have any criteria. If you are a woman who is interested in making a difference in our community, we welcome you to join us. Uh, and as we said, you can visit impactsanantonio.org slash join to look at the different options for you. Uh, many women join as individual members, which means uh, donating $1,000 uh, in a given year, and that all, all of that money goes into a big pool. Uh, if you want to join now, you can actually join any time uh, okay. during the year. If you do join now going forward, your funding will be awarded in grants in October of 2022. So the normal cycle is when you join uh, by May 31 of whatever year it is, that fall is when your funding will get awarded to um, nonprofits. Another option that we have is for women to come together in uh, groups of two, three, or four who can share a membership of 1,000. That way you can split it. So, hey, if you've got other priorities for your funding this year uh, and $1,000 doesn't seem to be realistic for you, then the shared membership is perfect. We often find that younger members like this or those on a fixed income 
or even uh, mother-daughter partnerships. We've got quite a few of those in our uh, membership right now. That's great, and that's what a great way to to kind of um, oh, share something together as as a family uh, and help San Antonio, and then have that kind of that shared experience. That's great. So the website tells yeah. them uh, impactsanantonio.org dot org tells them all that, right? It sure does, and much much more. Okay, so um, just out of curiosity, a couple things that we'll hit on. One, um, as a group. I mean, you mentioned the five areas that you focus on, but is is there something that you're seeing in San Antonio uh, that's happening that maybe not everyone is aware of? Because you're seeing these these nonprofits say, this is what we're noticing, this is what we're noticing, and maybe there's a commonality uh, that, you know, you wouldn't have known of otherwise. Kind of what, what do you see happening in uh, the biggest needs in San Antonio? Let's put it that way, from an impact San Antonio standpoint. Well, I think all the needs that existed before COVID really got magnified as a result of COVID. And uh, many nonprofits, you know, every year they've got to start almost from uh, zero in terms of fundraising. So every dollar counts. Uh, Even more people uh, than, you know, as a result of COVID have some serious need that didn't necessarily need nonprofit support before but they do now. So I would say that the the scope of need is even broader and deeper than beforehand. Um, we see a lot uh, in our applications of, of those who really did lose revenue and having to retool the way they deliver services. Uh, as I spoke earlier, I think some realized that they could achieve even more scale going digitally. So I think we're seeing more agencies do Tele, uh, telehealth visits or other types of perhaps arts programs and teaching and educational programs through digital channels, even the arts, which you wouldn't think you necessarily could do electronically. Uh, but that's an exciting side, I think, the innovation of what agencies are doing to keep being essential to those in the community that need the help. Um, you know, certainly there may be some that don't survive as a result of these shocks, uh, that would really be a sad thing to see. Um, But I would say there's still a whole lot of innovation that the agencies who are coming out of this, hopefully stronger, are able to think ahead and say, we've got a whole new environment out there now. We've learned different ways of working, uh, and they're helping uh, those they serve to adapt also to these new realities. So there's a lot of positives coming out of this, too. Uh, the award night is the uh, 25th. Is that right? October? It sure is. And is that open it to sure the public? Mm-hmm. We're really excited about it. Uh, it's October 25th, and it's really the highlight of our year when we announce which agencies get our $100,000 grant. I like to think of it as being full of magic because this is when we celebrate how we all come together and we enable these agencies to help more people live a better quality of life. Plus, if you've ever attended one, it's often that you see sitting next to you on either side or front in front of you, behind you, tears in women's eyes, mostly because we get to hear these wonderful stories of how agencies can help people get either past crises or really change the trajectory of our lives. 
Uh, that's the positive side. Perhaps there's a cure for sadness because there, we realize how much need there is in the community and how many more agencies we wish we could fund to help them lift up our community, too. So and- uh, I encourage anyone who would like to attend and really see what impact is all about and uh, what we deliver to the community to attend our event on October 25th. There'll be more information on our website coming up. And of course, you know, COVID makes things more complicated. We truly, truly are right in the middle of juggling, well, how are we going to do this? And if we can do it in person, are we going to do it inside, outside, combination? Uh, if we can't do it at all, are we going to go virtual? So we're, we're really mulling over so many different options. It's very fluid. But truly our expectation is that we'll be able to gather outside, socially distanced, and be able to celebrate this wonderful milestone every year, and, and in particular this October. ImpactSanAntonio.org is the website that uh, Jennifer is talking about, ImpactSanAntonio.org. Uh, Jennifer, I promised I would uh, ask for a story, but I've only got about a minute and a half, so I don't know if there's enough time. Is there enough time to share one of your favorite stories about an organization that you helped fund or grant? Yes, I'll do two quickly. So okay. I talked earlier about how in crisis we help um, agencies. So Roy Ma's Youth Alternatives, we help them renovate their kitchen which allowed them to double the number of meals they serve per year from 24,000 to 43,000. Wow. And they help young people who are rescued from human traffickers to recover from their trauma. Um, the other one I wanted to feature was the uh, Family Service Organization, which is the oldest organization here in the city, a nonprofit. Their aging HVAC system was costing them 60000 a year in repairs and maintenance. And our $100,000 grant allowed them to swap it out, and they're now reallocating those savings to all the essential programs that help families improve health and achieve better financial well-being, as well as uh, get educational programs to advance in their lives. That's so true. it's really such a great news story. No, those are both great because that they both make a difference. We have run out of time, Jennifer. Jennifer Bennett has been our guest, the president of Impact San Antonio. For more information on what you heard today, go to impactsanantonio.org, impactsanantonio.org. And again, my, my uh, promise to you is I'm Milton here at the station, Milton Glick. If you didn't get that information, that website, call me here at the station, uh, either KSR or KLUP, and I will get you that information. Thank you, Jennifer. We're going to say goodbye for today. But join me next week as I keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick.